0: The Bible is often very brief in its description of, of events and people and their interactions. And we see that here. I like this. It says simply that Jesus just rebuked them. (laughs) And it just stops right there and they went on to another village. And, uh, but, but even though it's brief in these different, in its relations of the encounters between peoples, there's a lot of depth there, of course. So what are we to make of the disciples who want to call down fire from heaven to, to toast this Samaritan village because they wouldn't receive them. Um, St. John, we we know of him uh, in his own writings from the gospel and his epistles from when he was a much older gentleman, writing in his 90s even, 80s or 90s, and um, he's known for speaking a lot about love, about charity, and he comes off as a very gentle person and um, but at the same time, we forget that he's also known. When we read the Gospels and we see him as a younger man, we see him. He's referred to him and his brother are the um, Boanerges, they, is referred to in Aramaic, which means uh, sons of thunder. And so we can we can infer that he, they had a very fiery kind of zealous personality. Both James and John, uh, maybe that softened a little bit as they grew older, uh, but maybe. Maybe it didn't, and maybe those two things are not necessarily incompatible: zeal and and great charity. Certainly, those virtues, in their authentic form, would have deepened as John got older. But I do think you see some of the uh, um, this kind of uh, hastiness here in the younger John and James. They want to they want to call down fire on this Samaritan village because they will not receive them. And we're confronted with this fundamental question of what do we do with people who don't agree with us? They don't think like us. They don't want to. They don't believe as we believe. What do we do? Do we say, ah, just destroy them, get rid of them? Um, What's the, the appropriate response in that situation? we see their uh, initial knee-jerk response was one of total dismissal, in fact, complete, you know, almost they wanted to annihilate them. And by Christ's own response, we can see that that wasn't proper. That's not the proper response. There's a saying from a secular thinker, but I think is very true, though, to Christian thinking, uh, at least authentic Christian thinking. Elvis Huxley, famous British author from the early 20th century, he says that the fanatic... Harbors secret doubts. So if you're fanatical about your religious beliefs, it's probably a cover up for your own doubt. Okay? And you need everybody else to believe, just like you, to affirm and confirm your own beliefs, because actually your own beliefs are really not that secure. You kind of you you have secret doubts about whether they're true or not. And so your faith is essentially dependent upon whether everybody else agrees with you. Uh, so we, we come to the question, where does where does our faith ultimately rest? It is, it is helpful, I think, to see, well, there are other very intelligent people who believe as I believe. I think that, that that is helpful. But it's really a preparation for true faith. True faith, in the last analysis, is a gift from God. And it's got to stand on its own two feet. It's got to uh, really depend upon our relationship with God. It can't depend upon, I believe this because my spouse believes, or I believe this because my parents believe, or, I believe this because the community or whatever that is, um, you know, it believes. It's got to be a gift from God. And uh, when you appreciate that gift of faith, you can then be free to relate to other people who don't believe as you believe. And because it's a totally gratuitous reality that you're enjoying. it's This is a gift that God has given me. And I wish that other people had this gift. But it's not up to me. This is a gift from God. And I pray that God would give them this, this faith. I pray that their hearts and their minds would be enlightened through the various events of their lives. I pray that they would come to faith. But it's a gift. And... My faith doesn't depend on whether other people agree with me uh or believe as I believe. And so therefore I can love them freely just as they are even if they're different from me, even if they don't believe what I believe because my faith is not it's not a product or a function of, you know, social approval. It's a gift from God and it has to do with my relationship with God. Uh this is the ultimate grounding of faith and um something that we need to be deeply thankful for. And, and that that reality, that truth of faith, we need to ask God to cultivate it more and more in our hearts every day. Uh, and that way we won't harbor secret doubts and we won't be fanatics, okay? Um, and we'll be able to share the gospel in a more convincing, incredible way. Uh, out of freedom, out of love, out of respect for other people's freedom, out of respect for other people's conscience. Um, and uh, and that's the way forward. And I think this is what Jesus uh, wants us to learn from this, this incident here we read in the Gospel today.